Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Pradi once again and you're listening to the special Euros edition of this podcast. I mean this is something that I had planned for a while even when I said that season 2 had gone over. I always knew that we were going to come back to do the Euros as a special sort of tournament edition. So what we're going to do is slightly special before we talk to our guests i'll just try kind of explain the format of this particular podcast so we're going to be talking to our guests before the match happens so we're going to have a pre match talk which is going to be on the audio podcast we'll then do a live reaction to the match and that will be on the youtube channel or it'll be part of the video package then we'll do a half time review which is going to again be part of the audio podcast the second half which is going to be again the video and then the post match review which is again audio so basically any re- anything to do with review and pre match talk will all be part of the audio podcast and the reaction will purely purely be in video format and will be on the youtube channel so you can catch us catch that all there all right so let's kind of talk about this pre match because this is the first game of euro 2020 or euro 2021 i don't know why uefa weren't bothered enough to change it to 2021 but they left it as 2020 so we here we are i mean everything everyone's quite excited about it it's the first international tournament since the world cup 2018 it got pushed one more year later so there's even more excitement and the first match is between turkey and italy so we've got fans who support both teams so we've got pietro who supports italy and rather than Hi. me introduce them yeah pietro why don't you tell us a bit about yourself Hi, I'm uh, I'm Pietro. I'm uh, from Italy in Milan, and uh, I'm a university student. And I'm a big uh, football fan, of course. AC Milan. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I can't get to. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this because the match is being played in Italy. It's being played in Rome. I know you're you're living in Milan, but still, I mean, I'm sure the atmosphere atmosphere over there must be electric. And let's move on to Balaji. Balaji, welcome back to the podcast. And why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hello, guys. You may know me from the EFP Vocal Review. I support Dortmund. And coming to Euros, uh, I will be supporting Turkey. We have an amazing squad. I'm so excited for this Euros. I started watching football when the World Cup 2018 was happening so this is the second big tournament that we can play great and i I'm, i was quite surprised when you said that you did support turkey because that's not i mean we obviously support our national our own national teams but to kind of choose a european team i would i don't think many people would have chosen turkey as their team to support but i know you didn't mention them I mean, because they are dark horse i know you have a you like their striker burak ilmaz who's i think also their captain so i mean we'll definitely come to that in a while thank you for being a part of this watch along and this entire podcast i'm glad that we could do this here i know in a way you would have probably loved to have watched it alone <laughs> but i'm glad we could do this as well so mm-hmm. peter let, let me ask you this because you're you're in italy and like we mentioned yes. i'm pretty sure the atmosphere is electric there so how excited are you for this game Well, uh, I'm very excited. Like pretty much everybody, you know, it's it's a very big event. We, of course, like uh, like everybody, we have uh, some uh, tough times at last. 
but it's very good it's very good i think to break free <laughs> to break free from the situation and uh watch the euros uh, and also the um, people are coming back to the stadium so that's uh, that's really cool i think and uh, they haven't been uh, the stadium for the, the whole season so i mean it's pretty strange without the fans uh, isn't it yeah no I, i'm glad i mean the fans will add so much more to this game I I can't imagine the Euros in yes. such a big tournament like the Euros being played behind closed doors. But yes, also totally. For, also for Italy, unfortunately you didn't make it in the World Cup 2018. So this has been a while in the international tournament. I mean the last time was Euro 2016. So essentially 5 years. years, 5 years. So yes. are are Italy underdogs or dark horses in any way in this tournament? Uh okay, I think uh, there are like five teams were stronger than us i think they have better players like spain as uh, you're wearing or uh, france or uh, portugal or germany i think we are a little bit i don't know we're not as good as them but i yeah. think uh, we still have a good team we don't have like a star player maybe that's like uh, that can be our weakness or our uh, strength i think you know like we don't have cristiano ronaldo of course or uh, <laughs> or anybody I I know that would have helped you but I think from Italy's perspective I think everyone's very eager to see how they play because it's been 5 years and in that 5 years there's been a lot of changes in the squad itself yes, uh, especially totally. you know a lot of young youth players young players coming in yes. um, and we'll definitely I think they haven't the, lost lost a game in this correct yeah and I think oh, terms, come on <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of even conceding you've not conceded for a while also you're quite solid at the back but we'll talk about that a little while later balaji i want to get okay. your thoughts on uh, well, you know what the atmosphere is there as in i know india is currently on lockdown but for you especially how excited are you that the euros are back and you know what do you make for turkey i'm glad that euros is back because the season just got ended and it comes after two months i guess the new season in between that i got uh, we got euros which is a great tournament i can't wait to watch the matches all the teams are in a great form they had their games before euros yeah it's going to be a blast all right so guys let's talk about this lineup okay and balaji i want to get your thoughts on turkey any sort of surprises in terms of who's missed out who's been part of it i thought kabak will play oskan kabak and i, I thought sanjis kundar could play because he scored on the last match yeah okay played but i'm overall i'm happy with that lineup actually yeah, i, I can win this game <laughs> so. that's going to be interesting but i just want to put it out there because in my preview i actually put chengiz unda as a as a key player and i was very surprised to see him not there but i i might, I might be butchering the name here but chalhanglu uh hakan let's call him hakan okay so yeah so i've seen him i i'm pretty sure pietro must be screaming at me right now it's like you're saying it all wrong but hakan right from now Milan. yeah exactly i mean he's someone who i really didn't didn't see his name in the euros squad i must have missed out of him missed out on it because he for me would have definitely been a key player but like you mentioned i think even kabak it was quite funny to see liverpool put out a post wishing kabak good luck for this game given that also kabak's not going to be playing for liverpool but also i mean he misses out which is going to be quite which is quite weird in a way but i again i'm not too 
certain about the Turkish team. But Pietro, for Italy, I think one notable exception yeah. that I saw here was there's no Marco Verratti here. I'm not sure. Is he injured yeah. or... Yes, yeah, so I think uh, I think he's injured. Yes, he has, uh, he has a problem. No, what uh, really surprised me about the formation, sorry, Petali is uh, Berardi. Hmm. No, I think he wasn't uh, considered uh, the starter, but uh, I think he's very good. I'm hopeful to see him. Like I'm, <laughs> yes, right. I'm uh, looking forward to see him. And now we see how good Donnarumma is going to be because he is now yeah. number one. I mean, after this yes. long-standing Buffon who is there, we're finally seeing Donnarumma. And obviously, there's a lot of transfer speculation going around with Donnarumma. Yes, so yes. What better way? Yeah, to I know it well. I know it really yeah. well. Just like uh, Celanoglu before. Sorry, I didn't have the, the microphone on. I mean, it was. Uh, I think is a real. Is uh, a really good keeper. I think uh, like uh, young, uh, looking at young uh, keepers. Uh, I think there are um, if you that good uh, at his age. I mean, yeah, I think is one of the best. And uh, yeah, I'm really sad he left. So yeah, he's not. He's not gonna renew. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's hope at least uh, Akan renews. I don't know. <laughs> definitely, and also I think another player that I'm very pleasantly surprised to see is Barella in midfield who I'm quite excited about and yes. I just wanted to know you know what do you expect from that midfield especially I think the midfield is uh, the best part of the team because yes like uh, Barella he, has, he had a great season he was uh, it was wonderful for uh, for Inter Milan and um, I mean we also have Jorginho who is mm-hmm. a Champions League winner so <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, there is no Verratti, but we we have some other good players. I think uh, the midfield is uh, the strength of the team. Right, and Balaji, th- we were talking about Chengdu Sunda, and we know how solid at the at the back Italy is. But also at the same time, you have Chiellini and Bonucci, two people who are very good defensively, but who are aged. And we know Chengdu Sunda has got a lot of pace. So are you surprised that? You know, Turkey didn't put him out there because he could really attack them. Or you think that they're saving him for the second half or later on to bring him once to bring in fresh legs once the defenders are a little tired? Actually, I'm surprised that he is not playing because this is the this is the important match for Turkey in the in the group stages. Uh, the next two matches are against uh, Switzerland and uh, Wales, I guess. So that could be easy for Turkey. But this is the main match against Italy. I was rooting for him so he could play, but fortunately, I don't know what the manager has in his mind. I know. Hope that, he that, comes on and do something. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see how well that entire thing plays out. But uh, before we get to that Pietro prediction time, I'm going to ask you what do you expect oh, from no. this game. Okay, fine. If you if you don't want to predict the result, <laughs> but what do you expect no, no. from this game at least in terms of how do you see this game go end to end or you know very tactically defensive? How how are we seeing this game go? I think it will, it will be a very tactical game, very hard game. And uh, Turkey is a very tough team, so I don't know. It will certainly certainly be hard, and uh, I hope we win, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty worried about. I think the the two attackers of uh, Turkey are very good. Also, Ilmaz, <laughs> I mean, we I got to know him. <laughs> For uh, the hat-trick at San Siro in the <laughs> Europa League. So, yeah. I don't know. I hope uh, we, can, uh, we can stop them. I hope uh, we can uh, defend good. 
Awesome. And Balaji, are you going to be brave enough to give give me a prediction or are you going to tell me kind of talk about how you expect the game to go? I'll give you my prediction. I think it's going to be an Italy win by a small margin. I hope uh, it goes as a draw, but it will be very hard for Turkey to win this. I'm a little scared of seeing Italy's lineup, even though a lot of players are missing. Their best players are missing. Yeah, they have a good bench strength. <laughs> Yeah, that seems pure reverse psychology tactics by them, by you. <laughs> I hope yeah, we just okay. draw the match. Just draw the match. That that be a good result for Turkey, especially yes. you know given the other teams there. Because like we said, uh, or like you may all know, I think four out of the six third spot teams do go through to the next round. So it's not like if you finish third, you're out. You could have a chance to make it through. So it all depends really on how the you know how well you play and how it goes all right so i guess that's about it for this pre match build up to the first game of the euros i will catch you all on the reaction which is on the youtube channel and if you're staying on this podcast you'll hear the half time review next so until then i hope you enjoy the match or at least the first half see you All right so if you're listening to this on the audio podcast and I'm guessing you are you are joining us just after the pre-match build up but if you kind of joined us from YouTube you've probably seen this after the reaction so this is the halftime review of the first Euro 2020 game between Turkey and Italy so it's been it's not been a very eventful first half especially i think probably the last 10 minutes have been the most eventful period of this first half but i think we should talk to our guests about what their thoughts were so let's start with balaji balaji from turkey's point of view how do you see the first half yeah the first half was really amazing for both the teams the thing is we didn't have a shot a single shot on target not even a shot actually just trying to hold the ball for late in the counter you know why we are just going for the long balls italy have the best defense we had to take that defense turkey can score in italy just makes it so mistake yeah and pietro from your perspective italy i mean have been the most attacking side this first half uh, what did you make of it in, especially the final third well uh, yes as you said uh, we have been the <laughs> honestly the most attacking uh, of course I'm kind of happy but uh, we need the last pass you know we need the 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 right play mostly from uh, from the attackers i think uh, the attackers can do more the wingers uh, berardi was mm, think he can do much more the insigne also and there is kes on the bench so so yeah i think uh, they they have to do more especially the the wingers but uh, i'm pretty happy we did some good uh, good chances okay and i a couple of handball calls which were there one against <laughs> soyuncu and i think one was i'm not sure who the other defender was but any of them were you thought should have been given uh, especially probably the second one towards the end of the first half do you think should be have been given or do you think the right decisions were made i think none of uh, none of them those were penalties i think uh, maybe no maybe like I don't know about the last one. Hmm. Like like they said it was uh, congruent like it was 
how do you say when a movement it's like uh, yeah natural movement yeah in that yeah sense. natural movement yeah. yeah 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 so that was the reason so yes i <laughs> i don't ask for yeah. a penalty <laughs> yeah i mean oh, no, that, those, those kind of decisions you know you you could look at it from both perspective i think had it been given i don't think they could have overruled it i mean i think it's one of those you know 50 50 decisions they just went with what the referee on the pitch said yes, which yes. i think is fair oh, yes, enough it's, it's fair and balaji italy has been having so much of dominance especially on the wings especially on the left wing with spinazzola down there i just wanted to know you know why do you think that is and also what did you make of turkey's sort of park the bus tactics in the first half actually the park the bus tactics works so far Spinazzola, uh, Leonardo Spinazzola is getting too much space, which is so dangerous. Uh, he could just dribble past defenders and just for a shot. Maybe who knows? But I guess a, a small mistake from Italy will make us will get a will we will get a goal if Italy makes a small mistake. But let's hope they make that small mistake. I guess looks like they are not going to do that. Yeah, I I think I think the only sort of and i don't know if pietro will agree with me i think the only way that i mean there have been a few hints of turkish attacking threat i think in the first half initially 20 minutes or so they had that cross and then later on towards the end of the first half he had that i mean yilmaz probably had a penalty call there which was not shouldn't have been given and wasn't given so there are hints of it but i mean it's far and few between so doesn't seem like there's too many threats but pietro is that the one no. thing that you, you you'll keep an eye out for the you know the counter attack from turkey mm, well yes totally like yes i see i'm uh, obviously afraid of uh, counter attacks i mean i have to say i um, i didn't know turkey very well but uh, i expected more from them honestly like uh, i think they have a uh, good uh, attack No, I mean uh, it's okay to do the uh, park the bus tactic, but I mean uh, they have good players in attack, so I I didn't uh, I didn't think they would uh, be so defensive. Yeah, but I mean, they, I mean, they are this. Hakan and Yilmaz have done. I mean, Hakan's been a good creative midfielder before, and Yilmaz has had a good season at Lille, I think. So. I mean they can score I mean they can attack if they want to it just feels yeah. like I think either Italy have been too attacking and they've been sat, sat back uh, I mean they've been so attacking that I think Bonucci's had a shot and Chiellini's also had a couple of shots on target as well as mm. been more more prominent in the attack but I mean in the second half what changes do you expect from Mancini Well okay probably Chiesa for Berardi and uh, I don't know I think it depends how the game goes. Maybe like you need one more up front maybe if you don't score uh, risk it uh, a little maybe take off a midfielder and I don't know another uh, another uh, striker and you do 4-4-2 maybe this or uh, I don't know but Keza I, I I expect him to be on I think he will be on uh, soon and uh, Belotti probably also right i i'm mean, fair enough i think they would have to go for that victory they can't take a point against turkey i think to for turkey yeah, that would be a good point for italy it would not be but uh, okay mm. and balaji for you second half i think is it more of the same for turkey or do you expect 
a few more changes. Like we mentioned, Unda hasn't made it to the starting level, but could you see him come on to the bench now and give that attacking impetus in the second half for Turkey? Yeah, let's hope Unda comes because he could do some good things in counter-attack. I don't think there will be much changes in Turkey's side. We will uh, play the same defensive way we played in the first half. But one one good thing is they didn't have a shot inside the box. All their shots were outside the box. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think Let's the only hope. header was header. And maybe Insignias was inside, but it wasn't on target, I think. Yeah. yeah. Straight to the goalkeeper. I, yeah, I think for me, it's going to be very interesting. Like I mentioned during the first half as well, it all depends on who gets that first goal and when that first goal happens because that should open up the game for either side. If it is Italy who scores the first goal, then either they want more goals or Turkey would try to equalize. Or yeah, for Turkey, if Turkey scores, then Italy will definitely have to come out fighting and try to not only mm-hmm. the equalizer but try to win it. So yeah, like I said, it's going to be an interesting stuff. I hope it's a lot more eventful. I hope it's somewhat <laughs> like the last 10 minutes of the first half where there were a lot more things going on. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you can catch the second half reaction as part of the YouTube video. And to those of you who are listening to this podcast, the next time you'll hear my voice is for the full-time review. I guess that's it for the halftime review. I'll ca- catch you all soon. See you. Alright, so now welcome to the post-match review. And you're probably listening to this on the audio podcast because this is not available on YouTube. So uh, you've joined us after the halftime review. And if you joined us for the post-match review, you probably know the scoreline by now. But spoiler alert, it is Turkey 0, Italy 3. And Italy top Group A for the time being, like mentioned by the Turkish fan in at the end of the reaction video. (laughs) So we're going to be discussing what went wrong with Turkey and what went right with Italy. So let's start with the good and then we'll move on to the bad. So Pietro, congratulations once again on this victory. I don't think it was any, I don't think it was in doubt though that Italy were going to win, but a very good second Uh, half. Yes, I think we made it uh, look a lot easier than, uh, they made it look a lot easier than it was because I think it was not uh, that easy. I still think so. They were very, very good. Pretty good in the first half. Very good uh, second half. You know, yes, in the first half, maybe like some attacking uh, tactics did uh, not uh, work, but second half was really great. I can't ask for more. I mean, good uh, good passes, good uh, good goals. The first half we spoke about it in our halftime review, there was obviously a plan from Turkey to defend as much as possible and then try to hit you on the counter. Second mm. half, it felt like they were a little more open. But how yes. important was that first goal? I know it was an own goal, but how important was getting that first goal that allowed Italy to then play much more freely? Yes, I think uh, that uh, that first goal uh, changed changed everything. Like I said, it it looked uh, so easy. Like, But, uh, you know, you have to score. If you don't score, then, then it's really tough. Because like in the first half, Turkey defended good. We did only out of the box uh, shots. Yes, then we got the they got the goal and yes, they played uh, they played so much better uh, after the goal. And uh, Balaji, I think from Turkey's perspective, I think it would have been better had they stuck to their first 
first half ta- tactics but i just wanted to know you know coming into the second half what was the changes or what is the difference you saw that turkey made uh you know whether it be tactically or in terms of how, how this played in the second half actually senji sundar should have been should play in the should have been played in the first half he, he just made some positive moves in the second half like i don't know why he was benched we should have used the ma- match tactics we used in the first half we just opened our attack in the second half and opened our defense for them that own goal was the main moral booster for them and moral went down for us after the one goal after we conceded the two the second goal we just went out all out attacking and just we lost the third goal but in terms of turkey like after you know conceding the first goal i know you know moral must have been down but from an attacking perspective there wasn't much to see apart from we saw in the last dying minutes of the game where ilmaz actually had a very very good chance but apart from that there wasn't much impetus going in front even when under came in and how much is that down to the way italy played and the way you know turkey set about going and attacking actually we don't possess the we don't have we didn't have a lot of possession i guess that led to the italy's goals uh, mm-hmm. italy played very well they tackled the ball they got the ball so they had the ball so much so the goals come in right and pietro there were a lot of subs made towards the end and is this because of the precautions being made because of the number of games that are coming in and you know mancini wanting to keep his proper starting 11 like you know insigne and uh, immobile all of them fit for those games yes i think uh, i think it's uh, because of that also berardi almost got injured right before uh, he came <laughs> off so <laughs> a little uh, it's scared i mean yes i think it's good and uh, some substitutes i think they made uh, they made pretty good like di lorenzo and uh, some others i think also the substitutes you know when uh, even if they come on uh, on free nil they have to they have to do their job i want to see them uh, their job and uh, I mean, someone I think uh, didn't like Bernardeschi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in terms of going forward now, obviously you are three points ahead. How confident are you that you could come out of this group as group leaders? Uh, we have our chances, but uh, we have to look out for uh, Switzerland. And think, I mean, no, also Wales, but I don't know Wales. Maybe it's not. I don't know. They have like Bale and. Um, not many i think but uh, switzerland it's very good i think switzerland is and for the third place it's uh, i think turkey and wales uh, they play they play it okay and balaji what are the positives that Tur- uh, that turkey can take from this game uh, we just played against one of the best teams in the world one of the best national teams in the world so not a bad result for us we can just move forward with bravery and just win other two games and qualify Let's you th- you think this. you think Gunnes would kind of adopt similar tactics to the first half? Do you think that in a way that he'd probably sit back and try to counter attack teams? Is that now the strategy going forward against teams like Switzerland? Yeah, Maybe compared, not compared to Italy, Switzerland and Wales are not that that much of a big team. So I guess uh, we will go all out attack from the start. In this match, I think. for me if we had started attacking from the start some goals would have come for for me sure because uh, italy looked 
sharp in defense in second half more than first half so we should have used that chance in the first half yeah i'm a fair enough i think yeah it, it, in the first half there was barely anything from turkey and i think the one time that i think elmas did have a sort of chance where he kind of i think fell over and before that a couple of other chances but yeah i think maybe with that counter attacking i think in the second half under had a really good counter attacking chance which uh, i think spinozola really covered brilliantly at the end but talking about him pietro is he your man of the match for today or do you have someone else in mind uh, no match? i think think it's totally him think also georginio really like georginio but pinazzola i think was uh, it was really great he totally deserved it in the like the the italian speaker also he was he was really crazy on him <laughs> every time <laughs> every time he made a run he was uh, he was like screaming yes he also in serie i did uh, he did very good i think he he goes back and forth he has a good dribbling and uh, i hope to see more from him in the in the next matches yeah i'm mean, talking about seria he's going to be under jose mourinho it's going to be fun to see how he utilizes him but oh yeah he's going to players that come in... a lot <laughs> of course but balaji any other players that come into mind in terms of player of the match for do you agree with spinazzola as well yeah for me spinazzola is the man of the match i think it's yeah. a mistake we gave him so, so much space yeah He just exploited it, it, our defense. Yeah, I mean, he found himself with acres of space and he was probably the most attacking threat in that first half especially. And then, even in the second half, it was, I think, his shot that rebounded off the Turkish keeper, Shaki. And yes. I think it was Immobile who scored the rebound. And I mean, he had umpteen amounts of chances, acres of space to run to and he made use of it. It's not like he didn't know what to do. You know, some players, some fullbacks wouldn't know what to do with so much space but he knew how to attack and yeah, I just thought he was everywhere whether he was defending. Whether, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. But I guess that's all the time we have for this particular review. So thank you, Pietro and Balaji for being a part of not only this review but being a part of the reaction as well. It was a really fun game to be watching especially the second half i mean the first half was slightly doldrum and we were probably more concentrating on finding a good stream balaji and i but i mean once we did the second half was so much more entertaining and i can't wait to host you on this podcast again whether it be for similar such watch alongs or just you know we do lot more uh, podcasts where we talk about your clubs in greater detail so thank you once again and i can't wait to host you in the near future thank you pradeep and thank you pietro thank you for inviting us Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, man. Brilliant. And to those of you who have been listening to this, I hope you've enjoyed this pre-match, half-time and full-time review. And if you do, then please do check out our previous episodes. Uh, this is something different. This is something that we're going to do for the Euros. Maybe we'll think about doing this for Season 3 if, it, if, if it's something that people like. But to accompany this, please do check out our reaction video, which will be out on YouTube. Uh, the links will be in the description of, of the podcast as well as on our Instagram or Twitter, where you can find me and you can let me know if you want to be a part of the podcast as well or if you had differing thoughts to what you heard today. So I guess that's about it for this Episode 1 of the Euro 2020 special. I'll catch you all on episode number two, which will come up after the next match. See you until next time. Bye-bye.